ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across central New York, it's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. I was lying on the grass on Sunday morning. Here we are rolling along. Just a few minutes left with you this week before it is the Super Bowl. Before you can watch the game and, and literally bet on just anything you freaking want this year. Like in holding your phone, you can do whatever you want on uh, Sunday and we'll welcome in our guest now. He's been, like if you're following Jim Coventry on Twitter, you already know like 10 prop bets already because uh, uh, Jim's been laying out one a day here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jim, welcome on. It's been fun watching you drop these prop bets. It's become quite an impressive list here over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's great when you have one game. You can break it down to the skids. You can break down every single offensive lineman, every defensive <laughs> lineman, everybody on the field. And then, then you've got to, of course, you've got to come up with a game script. You've got to project that out. And then that's where our props they get based out of. Uh, yeah, so you do that. And you've, you've, literally, you're dropping one a day on uh, on your Twitter, like at, which is at Jim Coventry NFL, and you've been doing it since the Super Bowl has been set. You know, before we get into some of the individual ones, like, you know, it is a long time, too. It is two weeks, and lines can change, and stuff has moved. Has your thoughts on anything changed from, you know, an initial thought you've had two weeks ago based on the way you've seen money move or lines move over the last couple weeks? I noticed some props have moved. Like, Miles Sanders, who I'll talk about, he was up from an initial 56 and a half yards up to 60. Jalen Hurts had started at roughly 246 yards. That's down to 239. So we've definitely seen movement. But the big movement we've seen has primarily been by juicing things up. Sometimes they don't want to touch the number because mm-hmm. they, they kind of like where it's at. But based on the betting, they just juice it up. And I, I, maybe some people that are casual bettors may not even be paying close attention to the juice and willing to pay that up. Yeah, you, when you suddenly have a minus 130 next to something and you bet your five bucks or whatever and you win and you only get like eight bucks back, you're like, what, what just happened? <laughs> it's very easy. Not, <laughs> I get robbed. <laughs> yeah, not to notice those things. And um, I, I'm curious about this too, Jim, because, I mean, you do this all season long. And, you know, there's a ton of money bet on the NFL each week, but it can't compare remotely uh, to, you know, the amount of casual money that gets put in uh, on the Super Bowl. Does that Does that affect lines differently? Like in the Super Bowl, when you're going to get a week where there's uh, more people probably betting this week, where you know it might be the only time of the the year they're tossing money on the NFL. I don't think so. I know there is a staggering amount of money, but I do think that the heavy betting groups that come in, the, the groups that put down tens of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. I really think ultimately they're the movers, the shakers. They strategically and timely put bets in. Now, I think when the public money may influence it, may actually be on game day. Because I think most of the big gambling groups have put their bets in. But we get that run of bets on game day. I think it could make a slight move in the line. Half a point. I don't know that it goes a point any direction. Okay, so you know nothing huge on the day of the game, especially the actual game is sitting at one and a half, so not necessarily something that's going to be, you know, a big changer to to what you got going on. But I know you've got the prop bets. We want to get into it, and you mentioned Jalen Hurts, and you had a lot of attention. I think this week, I think of your props, there was more involving Hurts with your running action, passing action that comes out. When you analyze what you're expecting from Jalen this game, where did that lead you in your thoughts this week? So the book on Jalen Hurts has been fairly simple to track. When he gets 
outside of the pocket and he has to pass, that's the worst he's at. Steve Spagnolo, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, will clearly recognize this, and that's what his attempt will be. However, Philadelphia knows Steve Spagnuolo's tendencies to try to play the quarterback to his weakness. So I think as this game sets up, Philly is going to lean on the running attack, but I think they're also going to coach up Hurts when the weird blitz comes that's disguised. I think they're going to coach him to take off. I think that's going to be a big part of his game. And I think that they also don't want him to get tricked by Spagnolo into making that big error on a throw. We don't want to get Mahomes extra possessions at the expense of the Eagles losing them. So I think they'll take calculated shots, but I think they're going to be coached up to run the ball more than not in this game. And so Hurts, I don't expect to be throwing a 23 to 25 pass attempts but not a lot of downfield. So he hasn't looked great downfield since hurting his shoulder in those couple playoff games and he's taken shots. They really haven't gotten there with the precision they did during the season. So I know you like Jalen over 10.5 rushing attempts. You liked him over 48.5 rushing yards. I want to focus on the passing thing, though, because you said it. Like, the number has plummeted. That was one of the early ones you put out. You liked him under 246.5. It's now down in the 230s. Do you still like it under that number? Because that feels like it's been the biggest change I've seen of you know any prop, uh, prop number here in the last couple of weeks. Yes, my projection on him was 218 yards. That okay. was where I projected him at. And when we look at his season numbers, the only games where he had big passing, and there were five of them this year, four of those games came against teams at the time that were playing lights out against the run and were poor against the pass. Minnesota was one. Pittsburgh was one without T.J. Watt. Um, the Tennessee Titans. And in those games, it was a strategic approach to attack the pass and then not bang your head against the wall against the run. Otherwise, when we have either neutral game scripts or teams that are easy to run on, Jalen Hurts has not been a high yardage passer. Uh, no, yeah, like the the work he's done with his legs this season obviously is what's made the difference. So he, the the projection there is still under uh, the number, even though it has come down a lot. So don't let that uh, scare you off. Here's Jim Coventry from RotoWire. We're talking prop bets as our guest, and you know the Chiefs side of things, Jim. Like Travis Kelsey, he he leaps off the page. You know, he is the guy. We don't know who's going to be healthy for the rest of the receiving court. We know Mahomes uh, loves him. Is this just setting up to be a huge game for Kelsey on Sunday? The thing is, we all know that Philadelphia is going to do what they can to take him out of the game. But it isn't like everybody else hasn't done that all year long. The Kansas City Chiefs are very good at getting Kelsey in different ways to being open. They could line him up as a blocker to chip and then release him into the zone. They could put him in the three receiver in the three-by-one stack for a free release. They can isolate him away from the three-man stack. So they have so many different ways they can deploy him. And then finally, there are the choice routes where he literally runs at a defender. Both he and Mahomes read the leverage of the defender, and before the cut's made, the ball is out. So there are so many ways to get him the ball, and Mahomes knows he's going to need to lean on him. So I am, despite the expectation of heavy coverage, Kelsey, especially the reception, I'm liking the reception number more, but the yardage number should get there as well. I project him to go nine catches for 110 in this game.
Okay, yeah, and his yardage number what? It's like seventy eight and a half or seventy nine and a half, depending yeah. on where you're looking. So that's that is uh, clearly over when you're projecting him for uh, that much. Uh, is that like one of the ones where you look at? You know, you had a Hertz clearly under. You got Kelsey clearly over. Are those the two ones you you feel most confident in, or is there uh, something else that popped out to you? Is like, man, this is out of all of them, this is the one that I I'm leaning on the most this week. There's a third equal one, Miles Sanders, over his rushing number. And it's up to 60 yards I'd mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. open at 56 where I had gotten it. I project him conservatively 15 carries for 75 yards. Oh. I believe they've spotted his carries throughout the entire second half. In the first half, we saw him games 17, 20, 24 carries. We saw that in the first half. Well, they don't need to spot him here. There is no next week. So I believe Sanders will be the the engine of the rushing game. And with Jalen Hurts, his running ability, that always opens up lanes for Sanders that we don't typically expect. So I do think he gets at least 15 carries, and I think he has a great shot of sailing over that number. And and how does this affect Jim? And Jim Coventry is our guest of RotoWire. We've seen, you know, in the playoffs, and again, it's been blowouts. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. We've seen a lot of Kenneth Gainwell. We've seen uh, an oddly large amount of Boston Scott. How, How does it affect, you know, the other guys in the Eagles' backfield here in the Super Bowl? Throughout the season, Boston Scott was not a factor in games that were close. Blowout games, he would get his opportunities to jump in. And so I think he won't be a factor here unless we have a very, very odd game script and it goes completely awry and one team blows the other out. Gainwell does seem to be taking a third down receiving role, but other than when there are big leads like in the prior playoff games, I don't think he's going to be a big factor on those early downs. Sanders is a significantly better runner. There's more nuance. There are more things he can do within the system. He can be more creative within him. And I think they trusted him as the lead guy. But as we said, I believe they have spotted him to keep him fresh. And I do think on running downs, he is a primary threat. Gainwell, like I said, some passing downs, we'll see him for sure. Yeah, you look at Gainwell, and you know I'm a Giants fan, so Boston Scott is clearly an NFL Hall of Famer. I, I, I'm certain of that. Uh, the Giants, though, are not the other team this week, so he's not guaranteed a touchdown. But you know, Gainwell, what is it? His reception prop, I think, is one and a half, and his re- receiving yardage, what do I see? It's like twelve, twelve and a half, something like that. How, how do you feel like that? If because they aren't throwing miles the ball a ton, like it doesn't feel like a very high uh, hurdle that Gainwell has to get over in those receiving numbers in this game. I'm fading Gainwell because I don't know what I can reliably predict for his workload. Mm-hmm. I just There's a world where they don't use him as a receiver. It can happen. It may happen. I just don't feel comfortable that I have a grasp on what his real role is because we've seen him with this extended usage in blowouts. Right. I don't know what his real usage is, so that's why I'm fading this one. I, don't want, I won't bet everything. Yeah, I, I, and on the Super Bowl, you literally could if you felt like it. I mean, you could bet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's unbelievable <laughs> amounts of stuff out there as Jim Coventry is with us. How about Mahomes? Uh, I, I did not see you mention Mahomes in any of your prop bets. Uh, I haven't really seen anybody else uh, writing up stuff on Mahomes. Is, is that just the, the numbers are, are, are set as good as they could be for the NFL MVP right now? Correct. The numbers are set very, very properly for Patrick Mahomes. But I, again, I don't know what we're going to expect. There is a world where if the Eagles are running the ball as effectively as they think they can, they may try to, to drain the clock throughout the game, not just late in the game. And if that happens and they shorten the game and Mahomes gets, let's say, two less possessions than normal, that would really impact his yardage total. But if 
Philadelphia struggles with that, now all of a sudden Mahomes has more opportunities. So I think there are too many variables in my mind. And again, the more variables, the less likely I am the better prop. I'm trying to get the picks with the fewest variables that I can establish. Uh, yeah. Do you have a side on this one, Jim, or is this not really played into this week? Because, you know, I'm looking at this game and. In my mind, it feels like a close football game, which kind of leads into all the stuff you're saying. Like, do you have a sense of the game, and, and how much is that affecting you know how you've gone about this with with setting the props? You know, so I do project this to be a close game. I am one of the few industry people with a lower score. I'm predicting 24-20. I'll get to the winner in a minute. I'm predicting the lower score because I do think the Eagles are going to dominate clock on purpose. And I see a world, if they get the ball with eight or nine minutes left in their own territory and they're winning or they're down by less than six points, I could legitimately see them draining the entire clock and saying, Pat Holmes, you won't see the field again. And I think they can do that. Now, my prediction is the Eagles winning 24 to 20, but I would much rather tease this game in terms of like a, a taking the teaser, adding six points, and either side would be fine, but I like the under. And so if I tease the under in one of those teams, but I, any team can win this game. Ultimately, Patrick Mahomes is Michael Jordan. He's Superman, and we never know what he's capable of. So I think the Eagles should win, but I can never rule out Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, we know he's injured. Perhaps more importantly, his line is healthy, unlike it was in that uh, Bucks Super Bowl a few years ago, and they got uh, run out of the building. So we'll see on that. Uh, you know how it is, Jim. On this game, we, we've talked a lot of you know nitty gritty prop bets here of like the the game stuff. Do you like doing any of the fun stuff? Like I know some places you can you get even money on the coin toss, which is just, uh, you know, good, clean fun before uh, kickoff or, you know, the Gatorade color, the length of the anthem. Do you like any of the, the silly stuff that's only on the Super Bowl like that? I won't really do those. I, and I know there's a lot of great fun in that. Um, I tend to like the, the football weird bets. I like the non-quarterback to throw a touchdown pass, put a dollar or two on that at plus 230. Mm-hmm. Offensive lineman to score a touchdown, just a dollar or two. I'd rather have fun with those than with the, like, the national anthem at a coin toss. Okay. Yeah, the, I know uh, the host of the previous show here, Stephen Fonte, has been eyeing the offensive lineman to score the touchdown all week. We're trying to push him over the ledge to... Uh, to place his hard-earned money uh, on that one because he, he's he's excited uh, by that. I, I don't know if we can get inside the head of Andy Reid, right? It feels like he's going to have at least one like totally screwball play, right? Like it, Andy can't do a Super Bowl without doing something wacky, right? I, I just don't know what it's going to be this time. I'm expecting it. And again, as to what that is, we don't know. But I do think that'll happen. And I would love to see if Philadelphia has the opportunity, and I don't know if that presents itself, to get – Jason Kelsey, yes. a short touchdown toss. I can totally see a, a career lifetime achievement award and upstaging his brother, too. Yeah, you're going to have to do the problem with that is being the center. You're going to have to do an all time screwy setup <laughs> to get center. Yes. Ele- like, I, I'd like to think that the Chiefs would figure out what was coming then in that case, but uh, who knows? That would be great if they try that out. All right, Jim, I, I'm expecting a fun game on Sunday. Looking forward to all the prop bets, and uh, uh, thanks so much for hopping on today and uh, running us through them. Good luck to everyone, and thank you. That is Jim Coventry of Rotowire. And, man, go go check him out on Twitter at, at Jim Coventry NFL. You can DM him. He's got, like, a, a a ream of information. He'll just send it to you. You just send him a message, he'll send it to you. But it, And then he's picked out the best stuff, and he's been dropping a prop bet every day out there. It is very, very 
very, very in-depth, the uh, study that Jim puts into it. So uh, you can decide uh, best for yourself after he does all the hard legwork on that. Always good to chat with him about uh, the prop betting scene. With that, we'll take our final break, wrap up the week leading into Super Bowl weekend and Super Bowl Sunday and lacrosse weekend and women's basketball weekend and everything but Syracuse men's basketball weekend. Here on this hour, brought to you by William Batar. Give him a call at 444-4444. Hartner Carr, call William Batar. Back after this on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.